And once hey. again, we freaked out the guests by the weird intro <laughs> our maestros come up with and everything. So you know it's going to be a serious show after doing that. And once again, right from the North Pole, we have our favorite elf, Greg. Hi. You know, I was in a there was a sleigh crossing, and I got hung up. So you know, I was late getting here. So. <laughs> hate it when that happens. And there we go. Off to a flying start. Think, yeah, after, random after this intro, <laughs> After this intro, this is our holiday show. Call it whatever you want. Unless we get Santa next week, I doubt we're going to be recording, you know. We're, we're, we're live from the French Porkies. Oh, no, wait. That's not oh, right. Well, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But hopefully now, after getting Greg out of the way, <laughs> the show the show will improve by leaps and bounds. Oh, oh hey. Because, nice. because France has lost in the World Cup is our game. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> you can we're block that one out when you play this in your in France. Yeah. We're very thrilled to once have again now in the studio. Yeah. Remember, thank you, Patreon, for supplying the jets so we could fly her in. We have, Vicky Ro- <laughs> we have Vicky Rumbler. Hey, hey there. Thank you. Good to okay, see you. On. We're leaving. Okay. Bye. Good to be here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you could just for the folks out there update us about who you are. <laughs> because, yeah. Because obviously little... you're two hosts out in the fog today. Right. <laughs> Yeah, a little update. Well, I am originally from, well, I guess I was born in Michigan and I lived in Rochester for several years. And But I've been based over in Europe for like the last almost 30 years, gotta say. I lived in Germany for five years and I've been in Paris for many, many years. And I've been doing singer-songwriting stuff and jazz singing. And... Um, yeah, this latest project is actually my fourth album. It's kind of like a return, like back to my roots kind of thing um, that I did in Michigan. I think we talked about this on the last time, too, that I always called you a musical explorer. We were joking about <laughs> you might do a children's oh, song book or yeah. something. We didn't know what you were going to do next. Mm-hmm. That might actually happen because more people have, have mentioned that to me. They said, oh, you should really do a kid's album. So that that just might happen. That you might have be to in do it sly, though, like those old, like if you read Shel Silverstein or something, where there's something for kids, but there's something for adults, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you look at a lot of these cartoons when you're a kid, it goes over your head. Yeah, right. Yeah, some of the old Bugs Bunny stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, well, totally. I had like... Sophisticated. Maybe like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> maybe like some years ago, like maybe five, ten years ago, I decided to fill in my gaps with what I read. So I read like a lot of these children's books. And from an adult mm. perspective, the stuff you pick out yeah and then like i got really into shell silverstein for a while so one of my friends did a play and he, he's a really weird guy you mm. can see like why mm-hmm. he would do all this stuff but this is like a big question because of the time greg yeah dicky jeez okay opinions you know we really get political but we will for once christmas music like it not like it are you just like don't care <laughs> i think it's unnecessary not evil, but it's a necessary part of the landscape. Well, would you do, like, if somebody like came up... Okay, if somebody came up to you and said, okay, not, say, take money out of it and said, we want you to drum on a Christmas album, would you do it? Hell yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I? I mean, I like Christmas melodies. I mean, they're all very... Mm-hmm. They're based in old church things, the good ones. I mean, the the, the standards. I mean, and the funny stuff, the, the novelty stuff is always fun to play, like... I mean, I did the Christmas thing for Tommy Burnett a couple couple years in a row at the cub room there. And everybody picks, like, you know, somebody will do the Kinks Christmas thing and somebody else will do, you know, 
grandma ran over a reindeer. Whatever. Yeah. You know, Watson, you know, Watson Rapiers is doing their annual Christmas show at the Little. Who is? Watson Rapiers. Oh, doing, They'll be doing theirs. Remember Dick Storms would do that Krampus song at yeah. the one? And the Who Knew Christmas? Is that, what is that? I don't think they, there was a Who Knew Christmas they used to have down at the Bob Shop. I don't know if they still do it anymore. Uh, it was like, I remember Phil Marshall one year did Run Run Rudolph and everything. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like Christmas stuff. I mean, it's it's got a time span, so it's not like you get inundated with it for too yeah. long. I yeah, mean, that's true. It's all over the place, and it's not. So, I mean, but it gets you in the groove. I mean, you know, without the lights, and it's all a package. And I hate, you know, it is sort of a marketing thing. But I mean... If you go back to the whole Christmas thing, I mean, a lot of that started in Germany, didn't it? The Christmas Eve. You can stuff, go. I guess so. Yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. A long the decorations time and they take yeah. basically cherry picked from <coughs> so many different cultures and everything. Mm-hmm. And this, mm-hmm. But I still love the idea. Of maybe you double this from living with the German pickle ornament too. Oh, I mean, yeah. probably the weirdest thing I ever had happen to me was when I was traveling, and I was in. I was in Florida or somewhere with the band, you know, and, I, and it was Christmas, and I'm just like, well, this isn't Christmas, you know. Oh, it's, it doesn't feel like it, that, it's, right. It's yeah. so weird. I was in Miami. That's where I was. Yep, yep. I mean, it was a heck of a fun Christmas, but I mean, it was or it was fun being there, but it was like, it just doesn't seem the same. There's like this scene in Bad you Santa know? when it's Christmas and they go and it's Arizona. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different, though. And I don't know, I... I I guess I like it. I mean, I like well, my guilty pleasures. I always I like get to be like Irving a Berlin's CD. estate. You know, that's what I, <laughs> yeah. There's a joke about that too, where it's like the musician goes in. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, well, it's time for your Christmas album. Yeah. But I always get mm. one every year. I usually pick something out. Like I just got the Surfer Jet single this year because I saw them. But like some I like. Like I like you get like the artists who do them too. There's a Jethro Tull one. Oh, E-Man. oh, I'd like to hear that. So mm-hmm. I have a question for Big. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, being in Europe, because I have I've done some gigs in Europe. I was with a show band. I got lucky; they had mm. Europe stuff. So we went to Germany, Baden-Baden and Zurich and a couple other places. <laughs> and Norway, oh my God, Norway is like another world. Oh yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, do you find it? Is it easier or different to chart a course? Like you know, like like as as opposed to going to New York City and trying to do what you're doing, that mm. kind of thing. Is it is it more Maybe not easier, but is it, there are more doors open over there? It seems like, to me, I've, I've always felt like different stuff is kind of more welcomed in Europe than it is, you know, it's like you don't have to fit into the box quite as much. Hmm. But I don't know. You can tell me. Maybe I'm just thinking that, so I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of hard to say because um, you do have that kind of advantage, especially singing jazz over there. If you're American, they're like, oh, an American jazz singer. So you right, do have right, that right. kind of edge of being like the exotic person. So maybe some doors were open because of that, or I just immediately had some credibility. Right. On the other hand, I get the impression that that people aren't like other musicians don't share their contacts as much as they would, like in New York City. I think they're, I mean, from what I hear, they're better about saying, "Oh yeah, just call him, and you know, yeah, he'll set you up with whatever." But I think in France, at the... least, they're a little more protective yeah. of their. Their yeah, contacts that they work really hard on, so it's taken me quite a while to actually kind I, I remember of find my was, niche. When I was doing uh, that thing over there, I was in we were in Norway in a little shipping village and mm-hmm. playing at the bar. Nice. And uh, there was a rock band there, like a long-haired dudes, you know, blonde hair, of course, you know. And 
this one guy, the drummer, and I got to be kind of friends, and you know, I was showing him things, and he was showing me some stuff, and it was like really neat. He gave me one of his CDs, and they were singing in Norwegian, and I was like, oh, this, <laughs> it's like pretty wild, but it's hard rock, mm. you know. But it's it's neat when the mix, and that's the same thing I found with that band is oh. that because we did a lot of R and B and soul and whatever, mm. mm-hmm. and country, it was like they went nuts for country and yeah. and, and and like black music and things like that, mm-hmm. and it was like you know, it's just. That was, you know, obviously it was '80s. It was a long time ago, but still, there is that um, whole thing. Like, it gives you that extra uniqueness. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's selling true. point. Yeah, and I always thought that if I ever like born. moved to New York, <laughs> if I moved to New York, I would probably sing in French, so I could have the exotic thing coming yeah, back over go. here. You know, yeah, that would be. No, and I love yeah. it. I love cool like, <laughs> like I, I had this crush on Francois, yeah. on Francois right, Hardy right. for years. I oh, love yeah. Serge Gainsbourg stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Bridget Fontaine and all those. And obviously, when I'm listening to it, I have no idea what they're saying. They could be saying, I'm making a macaroni and cheese sandwich. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. With my yeah. macaroni and cheese sandwich. Yeah, it, it does sound pretty. Right? I'm going to take a boot and stuff it down your face. <laughs> yep, it's true. It but it just pretty. sounds so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then true. you'll have like somebody who speaks is going, Idiot. Uh, <laughs> you can be called all kinds of names in every other language, and it sounds great. There's something universal about music, though. That's the thing, and I think that's why it's such, especially these days, a positive force. Mm-hmm, I think sure. of like the Stones. Like, think about that. Like, they just had the European tour. I don't think everybody speaks English, right? And I actually love like you'll see some bands. I mean, I've Peter Gabriel's done it, where like he'll go, he'll speak German if he's in German doing mm, it. Cool. Which yeah. Is, yeah, for sure. I love to do that. Having yeah. more brains than I could ever have. Yeah, <laughs> no. Did you ever listen to the Italian pop show on Are You Are on yeah. Saturdays? There's mm. one, it's at one o'clock, I think. And it's this guy, he spins all this Italian pop. And and he's an Italian DJ. And it's, it's, it's really cool because the melodies are awesome. And like everything sounds mm. a little like ABBA-ish, you know. <laughs> cool. But, but it's, it's, it's really neat to hear like what pop is to them yeah to, for to sure that. yeah you yeah. know i'm gonna this is like a theory of mine too and i could be totally off to like wherever you like whatever part of the world you are like okay sometimes it costs a little for instruments you're gonna like for some of the music originated was what could you play maybe someplace if you're really poor you were like you know banging on drums so it's got more like of a drum beat mm-hmm. yep right, right. Yeah, you use what you got. Uh, mm-hmm, wooden, for sure. Wooden flutey things or whatever they had at their disposal at the time. That's why I like yeah. soccer. Like the way soccer is, all you need is like a ball, maybe a couple pylons right. for, you know, not like hockey where you got to get all like that. I know, right? Everything else. Yeah, no, you work with yeah, what soccer, you have. they don't yeah. bother guarding anything. It's just like, oh, you know, you bust a tooth, hey, that's the way it is. Yeah. Either you play or you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's like the beauty of that. Like, too, like, oh, the guy gets knocked out. We're just going to keep playing. We'll just yeah. get the time Just on. kick him out of the way. Like, <laughs> but, right. like, since being over there for so long now, what have you seen, like, subtly or not? Like, when you come back here, mm-hmm. in terms of culture, the differences? Because I always, my view is, like, people are nice wherever you go, as long as you're not a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, something you you were going, wow, I never really noticed. That's really different. Mm, like I, mayonnaise on fries, maybe, or something. When I come he- back? Or when yeah, I'm, when you come here or there, you know, you can Either way, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, well, I do always enjoy coming back here, I think. I don't know if it's changed that much. It always feels really great to come back here, for sure. Are, but, are people more in a hurry or less in a hurry? Or I guess kind of the stuff? thing I would say is that in the past, I always used to think it was really easy to strike up conversations with people in the U.S., like on planes. And maybe I don't get that feeling oh, as much Oh, now anymore. I get because I walk a lot and I just tend to notice I can... 
like if I know you, I'm really friendly. If I don't, I'm sort of distant, but I'm polite. I love to say hi. Make sure mm-hmm. you say hi. You'll get people out when you walk. And you just go by. You get some people talk like they'll have a dog. You'll say, you know, talk mm-hmm. to them. Other people will just give you like. <laughs> I'm always yeah. afraid I'm going to overdo it because no, I don't overdo. Out. I'm always like, well, you know, yeah, kind so of dogs in or whatever. I know dogs, and I'm than... distant because you never yeah. know. Honestly, it's sad to say, but you know, you never know these days. Some good characters yeah, but, out yeah, there. Yeah, but whatever. But 20, you're like, oh, you're cute. Dogs ago. cute. You know, see, you have a good walk, but yeah. not even like they won't even look at you like when you walk by. Yeah, yeah. So there's maybe that. And then point. not only that, but like for me, and yes, I don't dress up tons when I walk, but like I've been mistaken as a crazy homeless guy. <laughs> so <laughs> comes up, he's like, wait, 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 gives me twenty dollars. I'm uh, like, no. Really? And then I mean, all my friends are I'm going to give you a run for the money today. The way all my friends are going. Why did you take the money? Yeah, right. Well, no. <laughs> no, I told him. Look, I said I do a show for whatever it's worth. I was going to mention you Rob, did this. I've been really telling nice. you, you got to wash the hat once in a while. Wash no, the no. hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your oh, hat is clean. Sorry. Isn't it? That's, that's, what, yeah. clean that's a clean hat. hat. Okay. That's yep. why the guest is in the middle. <laughs> right. Oh, dear. Yeah, but no, there's no. that. And I think Fran- in France, uh, people are less formal than they used to be somehow. They seem to be a little bit more friendly. In Paris, is it like the same Paris countryside, or is it different? It is different because I've heard that a lot. There's Paris, yeah. I've been. I couldn't live in Paris, so unless they got rid of them, though, because I. I used to get it. I was addicted to those eclairs. They had. <gasps> yeah. I've yeah. always had weird food memories, like in Austria, the mustard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. In Russia, the horse meat. Oh, huh. <laughs> oh all right. Well, yeah. Oh, you've been to Russia, huh? But, yeah, yeah no, Paris. Back when it was communist. Oh, wow. As if it's gotten better now, wink. <laughs> wow. Is that where you got the hat? No, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Well, you know the weird thing when I was there, though. Like, okay, you're, you get up. I'm like, I want to talk to the soldiers because they're all over the place. Mm, so wow. I pretend I was lost. Mm-hmm. I'm like, one of them. Okay, you think you know it's stern? The guy's laughing his head off. I'm like trying. General comes up to me. He shows me which way to go. Oh, that's wow. good. They didn't like, arrest I didn't you see or them anything. On, like the, and cool. I'm like in the. <laughs> wow. Only person they got was there's somebody on the plane, had to be a total idiot. He had all these things wrapped in foil. Mm hmm. All right. They're granola bars. Oh. They shoved them in a back room. Wow. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Uh oh. It was Obviously never heard from again. Didn't read the rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I try. Cold. I love to in read up on place. customs. There's actually a book on beer I read where. All the different customs. It wasn't really about the beer, but like in Europe, all the customs of like all the different places when you went in or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's, I guess, in Czech Republic, I guess, males supposed to go in first in case there are any ruffians in the bar. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. And in Paris, the um, you know the restaurants are really small. A lot of the time you have to pull out the table so one person can sit on the bench against the wall and they push the table back in and right. people are really close. But, it's like swans here. Yeah, but well, that's something I noticed over there. They're much more economical with things. Well, and a lot, everything is sort space. of like apartment size mentality. Yeah, like if you had a small flat type of thing, none of this grandiose spread out lots yeah. of possessions. You know, you know, kind of have what you need and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But so traditionally, the woman is supposed to sit on the bench against the wall facing the restaurant, and the man is supposed to sit opposite her. So he can only see the wall. He can basically only look at her, wow. whereas she can <laughs> look at the whole, you know, everyone that's else in the restaurant. I mean, that's the traditional thing, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of people bringing animals in. Oh, yeah, much more than yeah, the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little, I remember that. A little I like poodle. That. Putting them in sit under the chair. And stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. That I like. Much more common that than I the U.S. Like. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Yeah, but 
again, I know we've talked about this before. What were some of your influences for music that? Um, it's it's really gotten. Kind you seem of, like you're all over the place. I am all over the place, mm. but it was really interesting doing this album because there's a lot of guitar. I mean, I consider myself more of a like vocalist first, and then pianist. And then I've been playing guitar a little bit for about 10 years. But because it was an artist residency in a log cabin in the middle of the forest, there was no piano. So I started playing more guitar. So it took on more of a folk thing. And I was kind of like thinking about James Taylor and Karen Carpenter oh, and the kind you of... missed a movie, That kind though. of melodic nice thing. Right there. You yeah. missed the short... Yeah. You missed like a short movie. You could have grinned great. Ah. Attempting to haul a stein way up the mountain. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even just getting to the cabin with my suitcase i didn't have a backpack and the guitar that was already a big a big deal but so yeah i mean those those two but then i've done a lot of like vocal jazz so all people like mel torme and you know sarah vaughn anita o'day definitely are in there too because there's you know i like to scat i like to improvise and then I kind of go a little bit further with i don't know if you know this portuguese singer named maria joao no who's um really unusual she improvises and she has this really wide range you know doing stuff that sounds kind of like a flute and then she does this really low this one is you know. a band i saw everything's like pre-2020 it's a band called daka braca hmm. and i think they, they might i don't know if they're ukrainian but they the one guy in it so it's two women and the guy mm-hmm. and i guess they they come in Stuff's great. It's all like different, like everything. He's doing these bird noises, like the, oh, cool. like the faster. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and there's a lot. There's just so much you can do with the voice too. That's what I really love too. It's like really push the limits, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, and trying trying out different sounds. And for this album too, because I recorded it all by myself, so I had to lay down a lot of vocals to kind oh, of flesh yeah. it out. Yeah. So uh, you think you can transcribe though, like any song to a different instrument or not? I've asked harpists that before when they've oh. done them. You think it would be like okay, it would just work or be a novelty, like sometimes, or it just wouldn't fly, maybe for some. Sure, I think depending how you do it, even for drums, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you know, definitely gets lost in translation a little bit. I'm but thinking yeah, like yeah. You know, like Norwegian, creativity. You mentioned yeah. Norwegian death metal on keyboards. <laughs> I mean, I, I got a lot from like when Mel Lewis used to play. Not Mel Lewis. Uh, Mel Torrey? No. no. The, uh, Max Roach. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Max Roach. When Max Roach would play, a lot of his his little his signature when he did solos, his toms were tuned a certain way. He'd mm-hmm. like play the melody of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During yeah. a solo, and you could hear it. You know, and I try to do some of that, and you know. Yeah. Or at least the form. You know, like take a solo and just play the A section, the B section. You know, and all that, and come back. And usually, most guys get it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or like Ari Honig. Do you yeah. know him? Yeah, like he did. He can play a lot of melodies on his drums. And it's, it's, it's fascinating, it's, like pushing with his elbow to change the notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a fun show. I, um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I've seen Greg do like a solo. So he'll throw the sticks up in the air, eat a bucket of fried chicken, and come down. <laughs> uh, gotta <laughs> love that. You, have you ever done like the Bonzo oh, thing? Man, no, like that. No. <laughs> have you ever done the Bonzo <laughs> thing, though? Like where you've what? done, then you start doing the. With the hands, yeah, yeah, it hurts. I'll tell you, I don't have big hands. Like I didn't know so that. Got to see that. Um, that's what John. But I think he used to do like to do like the twenty minutes, do Moby Dick. Yeah, throw the sticks waste to it. Yeah, I know. He had a timpani next to him too. Like nice. I'm not sure what he did with it, but he, I think he hit it with sticks. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool though. I always now I 
like it's probably you know made up apocryphal but the old story about buddy rich about like when he was on his deathbed oh. and he already hated like rock and roll musicians and everything but i guess like those last words and it's got to me you never know with buddy but he just said no Dying's better than country music. Oh, <laughs> harsh. Which is yeah. too bad, because I really, you know, I like all kinds of music. Well, you know, the whole, when when music started changing in the 50s, that knocked a lot of those guys out of the box. Mm-hmm. Well, no Coward wasn't crazy about it. Noel Coward used to say nasty of... stuff about the Beatles, because that was like, and, you know, Sinatra started wearing the Nehru jackets right. and trying to be relevant. right. But that's the beauty of like jazz too, I think too, because I think it's there's no limits. There's no limits to any music, but especially jazz, you can do and you do like a lot of times. Like I'll find with jazz musicians, no songs twice. You do it twice when mm, you play. That's what I love about it too. Herb Absolutely. Smith, one of the yep. best stories I've ever heard. I go. Herb was on the show. Great guy, obviously. He is playing with his quartet, right? And he just goes, "This is like the best thing we've ever done this time on it." Because every time you do it, yeah, great. It's yep. just all used, and you have that when you're in the moment, and you hit like just mm-hmm. one of those performances. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I really, really love about jazz. You do standard, you know, hundreds of different ways. So depending on the night, how it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the melody is almost like just a road a, a road map. It's just like okay, mm-hmm. here's the basic notes of the melody. Like if you ever look at a a, a, a fake chart or whatever they call them there. Mm-hmm. And you really, it's just a little melody. There's no embellishments. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get the bare melody, and then you can do what you want with it. And it's, it's kind of neat. Then you have to know your scales and all that kind of stuff. But it, mm-hmm. it, it's really neat because as long as you stay within the key and you st- and it all makes sense, you know, you can do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, it's like even like on this show, like with us, I think it doesn't, you could have somebody who's like a great talent. I think if you're playing with somebody and you do anything, you need chemistry more than anything else. You get to read. Definitely. You could have, like, because I know, like, sometimes, like, for acting, if somebody's going to ad lib, you might be working with somebody who just wants to follow the script and it will throw them right off. Mm-hmm. But right. if, like, you might be playing with somebody who's just used to going by the book and he's like, what did you just do? Or, yeah. Like, other people just go with it and just realize. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. And it's interesting once in a while to work with people that aren't jazz musicians because they're like, oh, wait, no. And you have to do things the yeah. same way. Otherwise, they're like, woo. So, yeah. No, that's a question, too. And, like, when we had Lily Winwood on, we did a Zoom with her, and it was just so funny. And I wonder what your reaction would be to this. So we asked her the one time about songwriting, about playing. Mm-hmm. And we asked her, okay, you like to collaborate with other people or not? No. Oh, really? <laughs> she just, just likes no. to do it herself. Wow. So how do you feel about collaborating? When you do, is it sort of like everybody brings ideas or I have the idea? and Because you're obviously so much more talented than all the rest. No. <laughs> well... Um, it really depends on the project. It's been really interesting doing different albums because, yeah, the, for the first two, I would say it was really collaboration on the whole thing, the arrangements and all the all the musicians had their ideas about things. For the third one, Take Two, it was a series of spontaneous um, collaborations, duos with different guitarists, five different guitarists. And it was really, you know, very little rehearsal. We just, like, went into the studio and we're like, okay, let's see how this is going to work out, you know? And so that was, like, 
Wow. Really working cool without a net. That way, yeah, a lot of if, cool stuff came out of it. You haven't done it before. Do like the Stones did with something blue where they did a blues album in four days. Just played. Yeah, yeah right. And then this one, but I did, I wanted to do it all myself once. And that was a big challenge of this last album. Were you hit, like in terms with this, were you hit by the C word in 2020? <laughs> the word we will not speak. In well, the that's show. the thing. Yeah, I almost didn't do the residency because it, it yeah, happened what, September again, 2020. We brought it up before to everybody on here but you're going along in your career life is great all of a sudden it's like yuck <laughs> and then you think it'll go away in a month it'll go away in 2030 probably right. and how did you like have to shut down for playing and everything like, a lot of people were really creative i was going to be i was going to write 10 books maybe produce some albums i could barely do my laundry oh, <laughs> you know, but i had friends one yeah. friend did four albums Wow. We did one Zoom thing for XXI with anonymous willpower. That was fun to do. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because they had a thing here. Uh, and you did. I know you did your Zooms a lot. At, what they call it? Music at home or home, something like that. And, and home, you, home stage, some home sound stage. stage yeah. yeah, and it was like you know you could send your thing in to them, and then they would put it up on their site and whatever. And it was like pretty cool. Well, I know you did them too because mm -hmm. you were on my schedule. Oh yeah, great. Once I got the time difference, couple, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would have, it was weird, because I would have my calendar, and it would be all the concerts on my computer all week. But some people yeah, reacted differently them. to it. I know some friends told me, I just, I don't feel this. I don't have any, you know, not getting any, mm -hmm. except for your stupid comments. <laughs> yeah, the technology kind of came to the rescue. I mean, it'd be that or nothing. Or I would laugh, like mm -hmm. one of my friends would be on the ceiling, because the way they did it. Yeah, no, it was tricky. In the beginning, I was not into it at all but then i started like you know thinking about okay this is a whole studio kind of thing production and i ended up getting into it and it was cool so i did that for a year i did it like a half hour live stream on facebook every sunday evening well it was evening in in europe yeah. so it was I like around noon in the states <laughs> but yeah there were people commenting and it was actually kind of you know you get a little bit nervous you like press live could, could you do it live. Though? <laughs> some people couldn't do that where because, like, for me, I would have to read everything. Mm -hmm. They'd have to answer them at the end. Or could you do it and play, though, like you were, you weren't so distracted? Well, it, it was tough. I mean, I had to really concentrate. So it ended up being a really good, you know, way to way to learn, you know? Well, a yeah, lot of people, I would tell stories, and I was doing French and English. Music is fun. Music's awesome. But you got to eat. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and people don't, I still, you know, don't get that about what people think about artists of any genre or various things. It's also, it's great, but it's career, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would also, I would ask people if they wanted to contribute, you know, like whatever they wanted to contribute yeah. through PayPal. And they did that. And then I would always, I was kind of like working with animal associations too. So I would like give a part of the proceeds to, to a different animal oh, organization nice. every week. So I kind of tied in those two things and, and it worked out, you know, I had a D pretty decent audience. Actually, you got a lot accomplished with the music then. See, yeah. that you spread it out, and that's what it should be. It should, you should spread the love. It's like, that was totally to sound hokey, but mm -hmm. you spread out that thing, and then it, you, you reach more people that way. Yeah. Because you, you kind of have your have it out, you know, out there in different branches. It's nice. Yeah, that's no, the way it, to do it. Yeah, and at one point I was like, I, I was looking at the comments, and I realized there were people from like seven different countries on the stream and I was like I got this mail is from cool. Canada for this this is international yeah so that's just really that that's actually one of the brought greatest. an out of the ballpark question in terms of animals is there anything different like in France and stuff you see roaming around than around here <laughs> <laughs> no possums <laughs> no well not in Paris no snapping turtles <laughs> no 
Now, the one thing about, uh, you don't see chipmunks in France. I don't think they have any chipmunks. I'm going there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always try to describe what they are, and people are like, oh, a squirrel. I said, no, no, a chipmunk. But yeah, they're just not really a oh, thing a over there. No. No, exactly. They're <laughs> kind of like, huh? So yeah, and raccoons, I guess, are more of a you know, North American thing, too. So. But I mean, in Paris, you don't see any of them walking around anyway. Or you like see a lot birds, of crows. Anything, a lot of crows. Lots of crows, and they're actually seagulls once in a while in Paris. I don't know why. Probably because people throw a lot of food on the ground or something. Yeah. I, I guess so, yeah. But otherwise. Like San Francisco or something. And smaller. In general, animals are smaller. We were just commenting with my sister. When you do see a squirrel, the European squirrels are smaller. Whereas in the U.S., they're like, whoa, with the big bushy yeah. tails. Yeah. yeah, it's like America. We're <laughs> Everything's all, we're bigger. All too big in America. That's <laughs> because we the cars throw out are bigger. more trash and they can get into more stuff. And I'm sure they don't waste as much stuff in Europe. I'm horrible yeah. like that, though, because I'm like yeah. one of those softies. So I'm feeding the birds. I do not give them garbage. I will give them. Oh, yeah. But then I'm telling them, no bread for you. Yeah. No, you're going to get this. <laughs> so yep. people like, I find like pepperoni out there or bread people through the daily parts. What? Oh, no. <laughs> you wonder dear. why they have stomach issues, right? Oh, man. Yeah. I love that, though. Even in America, in America, <laughs> the animals are like... <laughs> yep. So I was looking at your CD there. Yeah, let's get in First your CD. First of all, I was going to ask you, is that available locally? Can we get it at the stores and stuff? Uh, I think you probably can get it through Amazon. Yeah, I don't know if okay. it's physically in the stores anymore. It came out in May. so um, But you can definitely get it on online. You can okay. download it. Yeah, it's on... Uh, Spotify, it's on all the okay. all the major platforms I mean, actually, for sure. Yeah. Every time there's a water picture, I'm always looking for a shark fin. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, that was no taken sharks. in Michigan. <laughs> yes, this was on the UP in a park called Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park. That was my stupid reference to the porkies earlier. Yeah, <laughs> and they call it the, the movie. I'm like wondering, no, what no. Are you <laughs> she in this gross section? <laughs> it was a bizarre. Yeah, thinking about it now, but no, they call them the porkies, Porky Mountains. Hey, we. Up there mm-hmm. in the yeah on the Canadian border, pretty much almost on the border with Michigan and Wisconsin. Oh, wow. There's this giant park, Wilderness State Park, and that's where I was uh, chosen to do an artist residency in September 2020. Was there any connection with that with Paris as far as the French thing? Or well, no? Sault Saint Marie's across the border. Ignorant, so. <laughs> no, it was just my sister sent me this link because she knows I like to do like wild things every once in a while yeah. to find new inspiration. Yeah. She sent it to me. I thought, oh, well, I was born in Michigan. It could be kind of cool. To, and I didn't think I'd actually, you know, be chosen. But maybe wow. because I was technically coming from France, maybe that, you know, the exotic thing happening again. Maybe that's yeah. one of the reasons I was chosen. They didn't put in like the mileage you had to fly over there. <laughs> no, no, not that. But I was coming over to the U.S. anyway to visit my dad, so I just, you know, went my, over to Michigan. My geography's <laughs> never been that good. Now, you know, I, I know, like I said, understand. I'm being a, being a hockey fan. I know Sault Ste. Marie's above it because so many mm. hockey players come there. Oh, uh huh. Okay. See what you know from like stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I was just saying I could never. Plus, understand Canada, the Greg, Canada is a, no, Canada is attached to the U.S. I understand like that, but I never could understand like Detroit, and they didn't seem like how is Detroit even close to Canada? I could never understand. To me, I don't. I guess I don't get it. It doesn't seem north to me. No, and Detroit's not far enough north. I mean, you have Michigan, and then the UP is way up here. But I mean, Lake Superior. Yeah, but even even. Because, I mean, I did some stuff in Michigan, mm-hmm. and, oh, oh, Canada's only such and such a way. And I'm like, Canada? Really? I don't know. I guess not. Because I'm so used to the Canada connection we have here. Yeah, yeah. It's closer. But that here. makes sense to me because Buffalo and the, and, the river, mm-hmm. and the lake mm-hmm. and stuff. But I guess I couldn't. 
I don't know. Never mind. Yep. No, we won't I'm, talk about I'm French geography, what's close to Spain, which does anything after doing that. Yeah. But when you go into like doing your albums, you're a very creative person. Do you have like a little bit of plan what it's going to sound like Like for this one? Like the first time you win is like, let's see where this goes. Mm. Um, I guess I had a little bit of an idea. Um, I, I guess I knew it would be kind of folk because I had been working on guitar recently and I knew that I would only have guitar. And, and one thing I really wanted to do with this album was see how my voice would come out and be the most natural possible, you know, because I've like taken so many voice lessons and sung with so many groups where I had to sound a certain way. So I kind of forgot how my voice naturally sounded, you know. So I was like, I want this all to be as authentic as mm. as possible. And no, it's like going in the studio. It's like Greg, when you're like yeah. working with people, sometimes and you go in. Do you ever go in? You have a game plan. You're going to play this, do this. You ever come out? Whatever comes out is like almost totally different than you imagined yeah. when you came in. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know what you think they want isn't maybe what they want, um, or you know, I I might go in thinking, oh, they they might want me to lay back a little bit, and the guy might go, oh, go nuts, you know, make it play it play it as hard as you know, play it hard and. Throw some stuff in there. I'm like, well, okay. Oh, cool. Then I got to think about it right away because I wasn't planning on that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it can be daunting. <laughs> and you do know the one funny from Rochester now, no matter where you were, like if you're in Paris or whatever else. The only thing you ever hear about Rochester, any friend who visits here, any band, you know, the one thing you have, you hear every time, the garbage plate. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. I have yet to have a, a garbage plate. I've heard a lot about them. Do you guys have them pretty often? Like, I don't eat. No, I don't I eat used them at to. all. I, I, I haven't had one in a while because I had an issue with um, tonsil cancer last oh, year. Uh -huh. all so right. my eating has gotten a little bit That's all we do. When we've had guests on Zoom or I'm whatever, what's anybody, <laughs> anybody has to do, it's like you got to have a garbage plate here. I'm like, oh, come on. Don't we have any culture? <laughs> like, don't go to a museum. <laughs> don't go do this. Sun House never lived here. No, no, no. Right. right. I know we have a lot of urban myths, but we did have the Pithot Club, though. We had a great jazz. Yeah, that was the Pithod Club. I heard stories like about Muddy Waters, and I didn't realize like I read some. But Howlin' Wolf would give you like a three and a half hour set. Mm. Muddy wow. Waters would be out talking to people at the bar while his band played and come <laughs> wow. songs, hmm. which is like kind of cool though in a way, you know, if you think about it. But yeah. let's go through a little cool. bit of the songs and stuff and how this came about. And, like, do you have any good stories between the songs? Um, well, yeah, because that was another thing with this. I really just want to kind of, like, see how nature inspired me, you know, because I've been living in a smack in the center of Paris for so many years. I was like, you know, had to do something totally different and just, like, sit and listen to the water. You know, I went to visit waterfalls and I was, like, getting inspired right. by water. So there are a lot of, like, n natural elements that inspired them. You know, there's a song about water. There's a song about... Quite a few songs on there, I noticed. Yeah. There's a song, Scared, which is a blues, because the first night I was there by myself in the middle of the woods, I was petrified, you wow. know? Yeah. Hearing all these really unfamiliar noises, and I've probably seen too many movies, you know? They're Got like, me Hatchet murderer is going to show up I'm or walking, something. You know? it's I'm like, walking he's behind my dog. you, he's behind you. Yeah. I'm walking my dog through the woods. It's usually peace. I hear this noise. And it's like, what is that? Yeah. It was a fox. Oh, yeah. And it, but they make these screechy. Yeah. You know, and I still think, I think snakes get such a bad reputation because snakes, uh, yeah, might freak some. They're very docile for the most part. I mean, there's a couple crazy yep. breeds that you don't want to mess yeah, with. They but, yeah, they're but more scared of, of you than you are of them. They are, like, most of the time, like, one. there's a story, like, one person, the rattlesnake was, like, close as your boot. Mm -hmm. You didn't know. 
it waited to go away. It's not going to try to, yeah, you know, but people, oh, they're horrible. No, they're actually really nice. I mean, yeah. some of the big ones can eat you, yes, but they, you know, they don't mean it. Yeah. But they're so misunderstood, and I think, and then you get, like, more people are probably killed by cows per year. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Could be. Yep. Cows. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of different stuff in there. There's one inspired by the stars. Um, there's one <laughs> tribute to a caveman because I was like building fires every night. <laughs> and, like my scouting years were so far in the past, it was like a real challenge oh, you do the... to build a fire every yeah. night. There's a wood burning stove, so I just had to like get it going because otherwise it was freezing. Yeah. In the cabin, you know, I was by myself, no heat, no running water, no electricity. So see, some people like Don Costarelli when he oh. wrote Phantasm, he wanted to be in a cabin in the woods by himself. Uh huh. So, yeah. So he so it would be freaky. So it would write the freaky. There, yeah, that was a lot. You don't of want it. to think about that or like H.P. Lovecraft stories, with things from a Pluto, you know, harvesting stuff in the woods. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really it gets you out of your comfort zone big time for sure. But so I had loads of time just to like play with different lyrics and get, find different sounds and do stuff on guitar. But I, you know, did a lot of hiking too. And um, I think that's awesome though, because like, we were talking about this all our interesting conversations before we start taping. <laughs> but we're, but we're so distracted these days. Yep. There's so many. There's like I always say, like ancient people weren't dumb. Archimedes he had 30 years to look at this. To mm-hmm. do, where we're all over the place. Like yeah. oh look a pigeon. You know we're like Pavlov's dogs when our phone. You know, Greg's yeah. texting me over there like where he is. Like, but I'm like, ah, well, I'll talk to you, but wait a second, it's going off. Here's another message. We got this, like, you look, you get a notification. Well, you could just unplug for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people there were chilled. I mean, once in a while I would take the car and go to the visitor center, which was a couple of miles away, because they did have Wi-Fi there if I needed to check email. But they had no phone reception. And I was like, but what? I mean, there's no phone. They're like, no, they didn't care. You know, yeah. there's no phone reception at all in the park. So I had no, you know, couldn't text anyone for two weeks. Well, I always, like, bring somebody because bring somebody slow, like bring me or Greg, because if a bear starts chasing, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You're just faster than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right. a distraction. Yeah. So it was it was great for that, too. You know, Why focusing. were you alone in the cabin? I mean, why were you doing this? I chose to be alone. It was an artist residency. Okay. And they invite, like, five or six artists per year to spend either two or three weeks in the cabin. I could have brought, you know, maybe my partner or, or a friend or whatnot, but I wanted to be alone. Do they or anything? Do they bring, like, food or anything? Or do you hunt? Because I'm, like, against hunting. No, I don't yeah. hunt, no. Did you have to go out there look <laughs> with a bow and arrow? No. Well, there was, a, there was a supermarket, like, 10 miles away. So I went and just I just really had to, like, plan, you know. I would go shopping yeah. and I would buy ice. There was a cooler. And I would, you know, keep but stuff That's like cool. I read, like, for a while I had this fascination, like, with the frontier, and I was going to go to grad school in Wyoming, and I was reading about it. Uh-huh, and it yeah. would say, like, people who live, like, in the mountains, like, they would say, like, you get the frontier mentality, the cowboy mentality. People would be gone with a year. And they said, like, some people where you live, you might not go to town, like, maybe, like, once or twice, like, in a year, because what happened was yeah. it would be so, so bad out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean... I remember one time, again, back when I did this Europe thing, we were in, uh, I think it was in Baden-Baden in Germany. Mm. So I did something, you could probably relate to this. I just decided, well, I'm just going to get on a bus and, and go wherever this bus is going. Good for you. And 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 then the bus ended, let me out. All of a sudden, I started seeing a lot of woods and stuff, so I told the guy to let me out. And, and I just started walking. I just started walking through this Hansel and Gretel world here. And... 
And it, it was really weird. And then all of a sudden, I come, and I'm just looking around, and it was nice. And I just had my Walkman, you know, I'm just to do rocking out. But all of a sudden, there's this post office, this cottage of a post office mm -hmm. in the middle of the woods. And I went in there, and they straightened me out, and then I got somebody to come get me. You didn't find like, like a, ten miles. You didn't run into a gingerbread house <laughs> and get somebody. Can you clean the little oven here for me. <laughs> I was ten miles away from where I was supposed to be. Oh, oh wow! Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. I love those little adventures. I used to always just love to drive and like find some small town place or whatever and find everything. And you're like, thing about you is you're like, I think you're a very creative person. And what I like is you never know. Like, I love what kind of inspiration is going to hit you. You probably don't even know. Yeah. Like, I'll do a, I'll do an album about recipes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that that's definitely the fascinating part yeah, about it. Yeah, you're never going to run out of ideas together. or whatever. Yeah. I think as long yeah. as you're alive... Yeah, well, I, I certainly hope not. I mean, that's, this was really a great experience, and it was... Maybe reggae, because I always keep oh, Greg about... No, I, I want to uh, say, like, people don't get it. Greg can speak to this about how hard reggae drumming is. Yeah. Ah, I've there, heard that, yeah. You know, I think, and there's different kinds. There's, you know, different grooves, just like everything else. But it mm -hmm. sounds, you know, that's the illusion, though. It sounds, if you're listening to it, so simple. The thing with that yeah. is you have to... That music is sort of... Uh, compartmentalized as far as everybody has to stay in their little space and has their little part and rhythm because mm. all the rhythms kind of stack up and inter interwine mm -hmm. intertwine so it's, you know what I mean you know you can't play much more than that on the guitar or the keyboard mm -hmm. because that's and then the drums kind of fill in the rest of it yeah, and it's interesting, all right. And then the bass parts are always really cool. Yeah. And I have to make this sort of holiday-ish because we have our, like, seasonal shows. We don't even talk about the holiday. But I get to say, like, Joy Noel and pronounce it wrong. Merci. That's <laughs> French. <laughs> yeah, Joy Noel. Oh, mm -hmm. Somehow you did it a lot better than me. <laughs> have you been there? <laughs> well, but I was just going to ask, does anybody have, like, a favorite Christmas cookie? <laughs> Christmas cookie. Holiday cookie, whatever. Huh. See, we ask the tough questions I on this know. show. And you can't. Oh boy! I don't know. Oh gee, I'm just a whatever butter, anybody a gives you or what's at Wegmans. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a butter cookie uh, we, guy. I like simple stuff. I was at Wegmans recently, yeah, and I saw those with the really thick frosting. I think I think that I'll go yeah. for those. Yeah, I like those rain those Italian rainbow cookies. Oh yeah, those are good too. Those are mm -hmm. good. Now, yeah. French pastries, now we're talking, you know, the real Right. Deal. Now, if you go into, like, that's the thing, my problem would be, like, if I lived there, like I said, if I went to a bakery there or something, could they have, like, a sign, Americans can only buy four or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, there's some great stuff, that's too. How, oh, I really have to ask this question, then, about for cultural differences. How is, this is huge, how is the coffee there? Oh, that is a big question. Yeah. This hinges on if I'm going to go get citizenship or not. Maybe. Oh, okay. Great coffee. You can get all different kinds of coffee in France. But it's funny because I spend a lot of time in Italy, too. And the Italians are big coffee snobs because the coffee's actually, I mean, the little espressos, you right. know. It's um, supposed to be much better in Italy than in France, you know. Now there's going to be a big fight about that. It's like... It's like the Santa Claus war between Sweden and Finland. Yeah. I was over there. Yeah. But I it, remember I had Turkish coffee once on a flight. Oh, yeah, my professor, right. but they used to have it at Pittsford Wagons. They don't have any more. Mm. My professor just, I like had one. And, yeah. They, <laughs> they, yeah. But the Turkish one, like the spoons yeah. stand straight up in yeah. it. You know? yeah. it's, so it's got that stuff at the end. Yeah. But I've heard now, and there's a site for it that 
somebody told me Yemeni coffee is like really, oh, but the thing it's that. so expensive it could be as good as it wants. I'm mm. not gonna. I mean, coffee it's coffee resin. <laughs> yeah, no, no. France is definitely a great coffee country too. Yeah, get the cafe crème, you know, with the cream in it. Oh, well, it's cream. time to get my visa in order. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was the one thing I liked too. I mean, you probably, I'm sure you experienced this, but like you know, just sitting out in a sidewalk cafe type of thing. Yes, I mean. They try to do that here, but you know, I don't know. No, people in, in a hurry. Thing. Actually, people cap- don't like to hang cafes around. Cafes in Europe, it's like you think of Van Gogh with the cafe right. scene. But anywhere I've ever been in Europe, like Warsaw, you sit down, you have your you have your tea or whatever in the cafe. You just people watching everything. Yeah, and here people are all you try it, but people are all on the move. That's or, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a more relaxed type of thing, which we need again. I think I figure. Yeah, you know, I love it. Need, That's one I thing I love about you. You're going to probably one day do like with an orchestra. Uh, you know, that is one of my dreams, too. It's just got to, I got to get it worked out, you know, because even trying to find people, you know, get them all together to do a session, like 20 people, that would be huge. I'd love to do a big band right. album, but like a wacky big band album, like Esquivel, you know, this band, big band leader, me- Mexican guy from the 60s, who would do this really like cartoonish big band music i'd like to do something with that and i think it's like when you wow. have talent yeah. too because it's like yeah esquivel huge. like victor borga who the funny part yeah. about him was he he was comical but you don't realize how good a great player he was yeah yeah but he could do all this stuff because he was so good yeah yeah it was so easy or another for one liberace my my mom wanted to go see him my dad didn't want to go so she went he, he went with her he mm. came back he was like the biggest liberace fan because oh, yeah he had great. all the glitz he was like you know elton john with the stuff yeah but I he love was that. great and mm-hmm. he practiced like eight hours a day mm-hmm. yeah yeah i love that i like except that evil twin brother harry of his ah uh, batman <laughs> <laughs> he's talking oh. about a batman episode oh no uh... and liberace is a villain Okay. And, and one of the... He had the evil brother. <laughs> hmm. He had like yeah. what was like yeah, that was like really you don't like Batman. That was like, a, no, I that like was Batman a, yeah, but for you sure. know what? That was good acting chops because you'd never in a million years think he could do something like that. And he's like yeah, well, yeah. you know he's all, all all Edward G you know and all that and kind of thing. But it was like it was I was like wow. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> wow. I got to check that one out. <laughs> no, I, you know, that's what I, I just think I'm lost in the old shows these days. I'm oh, they're great. Kids yeah. today, I can't relate to these no, shows. No, I, yeah. I hear I you. I started watching a UK cop show on Crackle. It was called Mercy Beat or Beat something or other. And it was just kind of like, you know, everybody in the, in the, uh, unit, whatever, there's this thing going on with these two, and then this thing's going on with this guy, and one cop was on trial, and he escapes because he doesn't want to go to prison, and it was like, that's all in the first episode. You know? Oh my that's gosh, like, wow. I was just watching going. the French Color uh, trilogy, Blue, Black, and Rouge, oh. which I love. Julie mm. Delby, uh, yeah. Julie Pinoche and everything. Yeah, sure. I remember those. I love back UK in the day. TV. To me, it's much better. Well, Doctor Who. <laughs> you know, I love Doctor Who, which is like one of those Yeah, things. there's a lot of good old stuff. But this has been really awesome, as always, with you. Yeah. Oh, thank and you. I'm glad. Like, thank you, Patreon supporters, for the private jet. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Rest in peace, Dino Donnelly. Yeah. Right, Andy? You got it, brother. All right. <laughs> and I'll say it like I used to... I'll bring back that story for the holidays. Gene Cornish always played those gigs at the House of Guitars. And I remember I talked to him. Our, our parents, when my mom had passed, his mom had passed, he played Sleepwalk. I talked to him. They, I have these old pictures of Gene Cornish somewhere when he was a kid. And I would talk, I talked to him about our moms used to play bingo. So he goes, go see that lady up there. 
and she played bingo with my mom and everything. So I wasn't like a weird person. Oh, you know, we played bingo. <laughs> yeah. His wow. dad had a bait shop on Clinton yeah. Avenue. Yeah. Cornish. I got to find out. My mom said where they grew up because they used to go play bingo all the time. And I know I have pictures of little jeans somewhere. Yeah. Well, I know the shop was on Clinton Avenue, like toward Norton Street. Cornish bait and tackle or something. It was like, bait, you know, one of those old tiles. Yeah, but Greg, anything coming up for you for the holidays? Not really. Um, I played last night at a place on the west side, which was actually pretty fun. Uh, These places are popping up all over the place now. They new places are to me. Yeah, I don't really have too much going on. I I have, I have something at St. John's uh, home there. It's like a noontime thing, but that's like a private thing. Well, if there's actually so our, good, our good friend Grace Browning, she's, there's a thing called Harpio with Grace Browning at the Triple U Art Collective on the 21st at 6 to 7. Suggested donation about 25 bucks or whatever. It's down on State Street 153. Oh. And should be pretty good. And actually, the weather's not supposed to get horrible till later in the week. Thursday. After you're safely gone. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's hope so, yeah. Crossing Thursday, fingers. I guess it's supposed to drop. That, but yeah, this week is going to be pretty good up to there. I'm traveling Thursday. Of and actually, course. the one other thing I thought about for you, because some of my friends have done it, have you ever thought about just doing like world music, like something from everywhere? I've thought about it. It's not quite as natural for me, so it would be kind of a... Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. See, somebody like you can ask tons of questions what you're going to do, so I don't think there's any limit to what you could do. Okay, well, that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen next. No, but, but what's yeah. coming up, like, you, you're probably not playing here, I take it. Unless, oh, yeah. Are, are you going to do, like, Let It Be, where you can go on the roof of the studio afterwards? <laughs> right, maybe, yeah, yeah. But are you going to be playing back in France? And I am, yeah. So my next gig is actually on New Year's Eve in western France in a wow. really beautiful town. So if town. anybody would like to go from here, get those flights. Please do. Because <laughs> actually, it's in a, a town called La Rochelle, which is right on the water in western France, and it's an absolutely beautiful city. And I'm playing with a vocal group, so it's it's really fun. This so what like, do you got to rehearse? For electro that acapella group. Yeah. Um, well, we've already done like about 150 shows with this with this particular show, so we kind of got it down. You know, we're gonna have a rehearsal on the day of the concert. Is it way different than Get what you're used to doing, or just another style? Um, well, it's a group I've been singing with for like 15 years, wow. and we do a lot of like strange sounds and like working with loops and like guitar sounds and <laughs> trombone See, I mean. sounds is it going to be recorded so, or anything so or like not or no or... we've done a few albums with them so oh, that's yeah that's cool that's what i mean it's like yeah. a, it's so much easier to like do out of the box yes because it, it's art to them it's art yes i mean it's or it's viewed as art there yeah this here is... it's just oh they're weird you know yeah that's my yeah. big pet peeve around here i always keep saying Go see what you like. That's one of the models of the show. Go see what you don't know, though. You never know. Right. right. Yeah. And I wish, like, some people, and I've gotten that pushback from so many people when I try to introduce them to stuff. They're like, you want to go see this cover band? It's like, they're cool if you like it, but come on. Why don't you go see something yeah. else? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's one thing I love about this particular vocal group is they really push the limits of, like, what vocals can sound like and what a cappella sounds like. It's Drum not singing. like the bop, do, bop, ba do. It's not at all like that. No, yeah. you, but yeah. I, actually, I want to toss that term out because one of my friends said it at our show, so I want to show. I, I have no idea what it is. I want to sound pedantic, though. <laughs> 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 yeah. I still don't know what it is, but I guess she sung it. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's really cool, though. That'll be fun. How, how is there New Year's Eve? And, I've been to Hungary for New Year's Eve. Oh, interesting. In Budapest. That oh, was wow. awesome. I bet. Yeah. Oh, when you're 
younger and you're at a beer garden in Zakopane and the beer is like 30 cents American, there you uh, go. send out the search party. But, that yeah, was, right? but how are New Year's in Paris? It sounds, it sounds like so awesome to be in Paris for New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of champagne. Obviously, that's the thing. That's right. the big thing. And uh, yeah, people have, you know, dinner parties and it what? Yeah, really, really nose. long <laughs> dinner parties and, uh, you know, music probably like in the States. People have. There's no ball dropping or no, you know. No. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower doesn't like party. Oh, but the is Eiffel it, Tower it, sparkles every hour on the hour. They have these blinking lights, which is really spectacular. celebrated more literally, like the end of the old, beginning of the new, uh, mentality-wise, or is it just Yahoo, let's party? I guess there's the same kind of thing. You know, people yeah. ask what their resolutions are, and that lasts about three days, and then they're back. I've always yeah. said yeah, that really, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. well... Yeah, my resolution lasted till two in the afternoon on the first. Yeah, I'm gonna cool quit smoking year. or whatever. Gym memberships so. soar January second. Yeah, gym memberships die January fourth. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. And again, always you always welcome back. Be it here. Yeah, on thank Zoom. you. I'm great. And we have. What are we going to now? You're we you going to you pick it. We won't let Greg pick it. You're no, the no, artist. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about that fun, that country one called Brown. I thought that might be there any good fun. backstory to it, or just um, it was just like I was out hiking and I was impressed by all the different kinds of brown you see in nature. <laughs> I was never like leaves, all like old leaves, all the, trees. the leaves and the mud and the different kinds of wood and the cabin and the trees and then the you know the bugs and the, so I just kind of like started improvising on that. You're giving That's me a project. Cool. Lyrics for the got kind of. Kooky. So. I mean, <laughs> next time I'm in the woods, I'm going to bring like a pad in the spring and count down all the different colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that. That's yeah. really cool. Sure, for sure. And so it turned into a really country tune, and I kind of, yeah, kind of it's working cool. on yeah, my country cowboy stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So check it out, and happy holidays, happy whatever to everybody, and Beepo Saves Christmas is on the CW this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy holidays. Great to be now here. Now we're going to hear what Brown can do for you. Yeah. Brown is the anti-clown Turning color upside down No red nose on bucks and does Brown is fur and earth Brown <laughs> Coffee and tea that warm and wake, a bit of liquor and cooking cake. Squirrels, chestnuts, bugs and slugs, stuff that's burnt or stuck on rugs. Brown. Shingles, cow spots, branches, curry, teddy bear saying, Don't worry, patch of brown peeping out of the snow, fertile home where green can grow. Brown. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> oh, brown is the anti-clown, turning color upside down, and no red nose on bucks that brood off brown is fur and earth. A moose and goose and platypus, 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 that a moose and goose and platypus, that a moose and goose and platypus, that a moose and goose and platypus, a moose and goose and platypus. 
maybe Melting pots are also brown, making sure the world goes round. A perfect blend of day and night. Brown is rich in life. Brown. 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 Brown is the ain't a clown, turning color upside down. A no red nose on bucks and doors. A brown is fur and earth. A brown is fur and earth. A brown is fur and earth. A brown is fur and earth.